in. No yeah. left challenge starts now. Go. I used to be addicted to the hokey pokey, but I turned myself around. That was a tough one. It's a goodie. Did you, uh, you hear President Biden went to the hospital today? Yeah, he, he's really sick. He couldn't stop Putin. That's pretty solid. I like that. Yeah, that's tough. Why didn't Han Solo enjoy his steak dinner? It was chewy. Mm. Mm. What does a horny frog say? Rub it. Nice. What do you call a hippie's wife? What? Mississippi. Okay. Knock, knock. Who's there? Beth. I don't even know what you said. Beth. Oh, Beth who? I didn't sneeze. Yeah, that's weak. Yeah. Oh, man. You know, when I was a kid, my mom told me that when I grew up, I could be anybody I wanted to be. Turns out that identity theft is a crime. Mm. What's the difference between sand and menstruation blood? And I think that's the word. You can't gargle sand. It's pretty gross. It's the difference between a pizza man and a gynecologist. What's that? They can both smell it, but neither one of them can eat it. You know, my, my dick is in the, was in the Guinness Book of World Records. Then the librarian told me to take it out. Oh, I thought that one was going to get you. Oh, that one's good. Oh, man. Yep. So if you see a robbery at an Apple store, does that make you an eyewitness? Mm. That one's bad. What did the toaster say to the slice of bread? I want you inside me. Yep, that one I got. Okay. Let's see. Um, <clears throat> what's the difference between pussy and mashed potatoes? Hmm. Mashed potatoes can't make its own gravy. Mm. 
What hmm. what's the difference between kinky and perverted? Kinky is when you tickle your girlfriend with a feather. Perverted is when you use the whole bird. <laughs> Fuck! Yeah, I got I got one that was gonna get you anyway. What do you call the sweat on your father's balls after he had sex with your cousin? After he had sex with your cousin. It's relative humidity. <laughs> Fuck. Well, you win this that was, round. That was fun. You you win this round. <laughs> I will come back with, with vengeance. Oh, oh my god. That was gross. <laughs> God, that could have gone so much different. Oh yeah, no, that was that was interesting. Super weird, but interesting. You know what what's weird? up to, man? You know what's weird? Um, for some reason, the internet—I don't know if you've been on it before—but no, um, never. There were people that experimented at home with food and drinks and create different like crossovers, fusion. If you, yeah, I'm okay, sorry. like fusion shit. Yeah, I guess okay. if you want to call it that. I'm going to list off a few and I need to tell I need you to tell me if you would try it or not. <clears throat> and depending on the outcome, we may actually do this next time we're live together. Okay. Are you a fan of cinnamon rolls? 100%. Are you a fan of chili? Yes. Would you do cinnamon rolls with chili? I mean, probably. I feel like that would have a good sweetness to heat ratio maybe. The cinnamon throws me off a little bit. Right. I'm still I'm still into it. Honey and fried chicken. Um full disclosure, I'm not a big fan of honey. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would try it. It sounds I, to me it sounds good. I've been to a couple of places to where they give you little packets of honey with your fried chicken and I've never tried it and I always wondered I, I always thought it was for the biscuit. I was going to say I was under the impression that that honey would be for your biscuit. Right. I think that's um, where the honey butter biscuit came from at Whataburger. Oreos and sour cream. No, that sounds awful. <laughs> Not for um, An orange, the halos. Oh, yeah, like the little ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With Miracle Whip. Oh, so mayonnaise is an abomination. I will not eat that. Well, Miracle Whip's a salad dressing, so. Or yeah, it's but a dressing. It's- it's it's like mayonnaise, right? I love it. That that makes sense. Fuck you. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I'm just not a big fan of mayonnaise or Miracle Whip or salad dressing or whatever the fuck. What what two foods that are nothing alike do you think should be together? Have you done any concoctions of your own? Well, so I've put ketchup on tamales, which I found out is blasphemy. In the wow, <clears throat> it's really good. And we're getting canceled. <laughs> I've put ketchup on eggs. Well, let's just say I put ketchup pretty much on everything. Um, I'm trying to think. Like I put chips on my sandwich, but I don't think that that's like that uncommon. I think no, that's I mean, that's just like putting French fries on your burger. Yeah, I mean, I don't do the whole frosty with French fries. I don't do that. That's stupid. 
Um, I don't know. Uh, not, I mean, I just eat stuff and it just mixes anyway. So yeah. I'm not like, you know, there are some people that they put stuff on their plate and like it can't touch. And if it touches, they can't eat it. Fuck all that. I mix it all together. I don't even care. So I don't know, man. Those of y'all listening, if you've got some food combos that you want us to try or bring up and talk about, comment below, tag us, whatever. Let us know how it is. <clears throat> um, man, last episode we kicked off season two. Uh, life, work, all that fun shit uh, has gotten in the way as usual, but we're here. Um, we've got some stuff to talk about. Sports World has still been going on. Uh, a lot of good NFL stuff going on. We've got USFL kicking off soon. We've got rosters and schedules coming out today for that. Um, let's fucking jump right to it. Are you ready to do this? Fuck yeah. Let's go. <laughs> Woo! What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Two Want to Be Athletes Talk Sports. I'm Ed. I'm Zach. And here we are again, assholes, for another episode. As always, this episode is brought to you by rrsportsbetting.com. Text number 1887-BET-AND-WIN and use the code WANNABE for a free $100 in gameplay. I'm telling you right now, this can't be matched anywhere else. Every other site that you use, you have to put down a deposit. And yeah, they may match it and this and that. Why not go in risk-free right out the gate and play with the house's money? Uh, you can find them on Facebook. You can find them on our Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, everything. You're hearing it right now on this show. Um, you really risk nothing when you're playing with their money. So why not do it? We got March Madness coming up uh, pretty soon. Uh, team should be announced within a day or two, I believe. Um, it's still got games going on. W or women's college basketball, they're starting to decide that. Uh, NHL's going on. NBA's been super hot right now with uh, spreads and everything going on there. So check them out and uh, check out, look us up for our picks throughout the week, daily. We try to. Um, one of the things that Zach and I are going to start doing here pretty soon on our next episode, we're going to be spinning the wheels of destiny to determine teams, divisions, yada, 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 as far as who we are individually going to follow and put our picks on daily. Um, so stay tuned for that. We've got a lot of good stuff coming up, uh, for the show, not only today, but it for in the future, uh, pro boxer slash pro MMA, uh, fighter Juan Torres is going to be a guest on the show soon. So be on the lookout for that. He's got an upcoming, uh, boxing match, uh, soon, and we're going to try to interview him before that. So it'll be our first guest that we have on the show. Hopefully, uh, we can start a new trend and get many more. Let's say season two, breaking new ground. Getting guests on, never done that before. That ought to right. be, I don't know, man. It's going to be interesting. And plus, it's MMA, so it's something I'm not very familiar with. Um, well, it's going to be a boxing match on this one. It, uh, oh, 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 that's okay. My bad. So, um, I <laughs> believe he holds two titles right now. Don't ask me what they are. I'm poor on my research right now. Uh, but I've known the guy for a couple of years. I reached out to him, and he said he's willing to uh, come on the show and interview. And so, we're looking forward to hearing all that. Cool. I'm excited. Uh, let's jump into NFL. We got combine going on. We got people putting out their tweets as far as who they're liking, who they're not liking. They're making fun of, uh, who, the kid from, uh, Ole Miss and his small hands, I think. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
which to me, I've never really cared about all that. You know my opinion if you listen to the show as far as the combine. I think it's a waste of time. It proves absolutely nothing except on how fast somebody can be. Uh, we're seeing some crazy 40 times right now. I could care less what you're bench pressing because last time I watched an NFL game, I didn't see somebody bench pressing 225 for for how many uh, reps. So, um, Aaron Rodgers is back in the news as usual because of the fact he's one of the top guys in the league, back-to-back MVP. Um, rumors came out today that Green Bay is looking to give him a long-term deal. What that entails, I'm not sure. Three, four-year deal. I, I'm under the impression it, that it's two years for $50 million a season. That, to me, I, I'm glad you brought that up because the first time I heard that one, I said no. Aaron Rodgers, yes, he's back-to-back MVP, does a hell of a job, great quarterback. Is he worth two years for $50 million each? Well, so let me, before you solidify your no, let me just preface it like this. If you were guaranteed, I know nothing's guaranteed in the NFL, but if you were guaranteed to win the Super Bowl one time, but you had to sign Aaron Rodgers to a two-year, $100 million contract, would you do it? Well, I mean, if it's guaranteed, yeah. I mean, I mean, so I'm saying guaranteed you're going to win one championship. If if that's the missing point to us getting – one, if not back-to-back championships, yeah, I mean, go for it, right? But we've seen – That's what those teams believe. They believe that their teams are constructed where they are one player away, Aaron Rodgers, one player away from guaranteed winning the Super Bowl, one of the next two, if not both. So, but you you look at that, you look at Green Bay. Green Bay's had them for his entire career. They're over the cap right now. And if you, I think they're like 27, 29, 22, 27, 29. I don't remember the number I saw million over their cap right now. Right. You've got what, the top wide receiver. You have to figure out what to do. They're supposed to possibly put the franchise tag on them tomorrow. Well, that, that decision. So that's what Aaron Rodgers had said. He would make a decision before the deadline. So that way he doesn't completely hamstring Green Bay. Plus, obviously, he doesn't want to screw his guy over because clearly Devontae Adams is somebody he wants to play with. So he's going to let Green Bay know prior to tomorrow at 4 p.m. But if you give him a $50 million a year contract, mm-hmm. right, you're already over your cap. That limits you right there on anything else that you can do, right? Because for you to make room, you're going to have to cut people. You're going to have to trade people. You're going to have to do whatever to get that cap lowered just so you can pay him for two years. If I'm Green Bay, it's not worth it. I I um, think that – I think for Green Bay, that's their only option to keep Aaron Rodgers. Their only option is to pay him an outrageous salary to where he would be stupid to turn it down. The reports I saw today, they're looking at throwing out a three- to four-year deal for him. He's 38 years old. Um He's if Green Bay makes a three four year deal, he is going to be the highest paid quarterback in the league. Which I'm not doubting that. I'm not I'm not undercutting his talent. Don't get me wrong. But 38 years old, we've only seen one quarterback that exceeded over 40 that has has still put up phenomenal numbers and was in the running to become MVP this year, and that was Tom Brady. Right. Right. Is Aaron Rodgers at that level to where once he's past 40, can he still do what he does today? Right. I mean, I, like we've talked about it before. I think with the way the rules have changed to where you can barely breathe on a quarterback without it being a penalty, 
Yeah, I, I think you can. You're not taking those big hits anymore. Um, I mean, the biggest hits that he takes are when, he, you know, protection breaks down and he doesn't see the guy or when he runs. Right. And, hell, now when he runs, he's sliding so early that it's not even – it doesn't even matter. Well, and back to my point, if, if you put him at that high of a contract like that, what is that – what are you losing? Are you losing an O-lineman just to make space and now you're making him more vulnerable? Um, are you losing on the defense because now you won't get to the Super Bowl and win? I mean, there, there's so many things that's going to hurt Green Bay if they sign him to this. The one thing that I've been against and didn't think it was happening, but there's been more light that's coming out on it, Denver actually looks like the front runner right now to getting Aaron Rodgers. And it was reported yesterday by Dale Lawley, not sure who he's with, but he reported that Denver Broncos already offer the ninth pick for this year, the second-round pick for this year, and next year's first round for Aaron Rodgers. To me, that's a little low. For well, I've heard that same deal, but also including Jerry Judy. See, I I can kind of get behind that. I would, if I'm Green Bay, I'm probably asking for a defensive player too. Um, I'm not. I can't think of anybody off Denver's defense like you can right now. Uh, but I would have to throw somebody on the defensive side for that as well. Um, I Green Bay is in the high 20s for draft picks this year yep. uh, in the first round. So, and they keep saying that this is a defensive year in the draft. So, do they make that trade and get whatever the best available defensive player is at the ninth pick? Do they trade up? I don't know. Um, and there's also rumors too that the Steelers are interested in Aaron Rodgers right now as well. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen any reports as far as what they're possibly offering him, but him in Pittsburgh would be insane. Um, I kind of like that. I kind of like that a lot. I, I think that Pittsburgh is a few pieces removed from actually competing in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, I think offensively they're great. Yeah. Um, offensive line probably needs a little bit of work, but I think almost everybody's does, but, but their defense is far off. I don't think their defense is as close as it was three or four years ago. So, yeah. um, <clears throat> out of the, the so apparently there's four teams in the running for Aaron Rodgers. Um, obviously, Green Bay. I think I think Green Bay is the front runner because he's already there. But then uh, Denver, Pit, uh, Philadelphia, and uh, I'm sorry, Denver, Green Bay. Tennessee and Pittsburgh. Tennessee is weird. I don't know where Tennessee came from other than he bought a house in Tennessee. But the last that we talked about Tennessee, they were signing signing Ryan Tannehill to a huge deal, and he was their guy, and everything was all good in Tennessee. But, I mean, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is a different type of guy. You, you plug in Aaron Rodgers into that team with the running game that they have. I know – um, Derek Henry's coming off of a foot injury. He didn't look very well in the playoffs, but they have Devontae Foreman there too, mm -hmm. right? He looked really good. He picked up the slack. That team with him as the, the lead running back got the number one seed in the AFC. Yep. And, you know, I don't know if you guys remember, but in the AFC, uh, Patrick Mahomes plays in the AFC. And every time that the NFL is talked about in the AFC, they always talk about the Kansas City Chiefs is the team that's going to be the team to beat in the AFC. Well, Tennessee did that. They were the number one seed in the fucking AFC 
you know, and Patrick Mahomes wasn't hurt. So Ryan Tannehill is not a bad quarterback, but Aaron Rodgers is a clear upgrade. Um, so anyway, just the idea that these teams are the ones that are like his final destination picks, Tennessee and Pittsburgh, I think shocked me the most, but I wouldn't be surprised if he went to Tennessee. That that's a decent team. The division sucks. And, you know, I mean, the Colts won the division, right? But, I mean, the Tennessee won the division, so they're already kind of in control of that division. Their closest competition was the Colts, mm-hmm. and they might not even have Carson Wentz next year. And I'm surprised the Colts aren't in the running for this because I feel like you can get Aaron Rodgers over to Indy a lot easier because, the fact, I mean, outside of the game, he's close friends with Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee records his show daily out of Indianapolis. Um, they've got to run a young running game. They've got young receivers out there. They're building up a defense out there. Um, but I mean, I, I think the same thing with the Colts, I think they're, they're even, even further away than Pittsburgh or Tennessee would be. Obviously Tennessee was there, right? So I, if, if Indy didn't lose to Jacksonville in the last game, uh, the playoffs could have been different. Right. But they lost to Jacksonville. And a lot of the blame came, fire that that team was. A lot of the blame came on Carson Wentz for that, right? So you put Aaron Rodgers in that team. I don't know. I I do like the fact Aaron Rodgers with AJ Brown sounds very intriguing. Julio's uh, still there too. Julio's busted goods, man. Like I'm. I mean, look, he's not the number one go get it guy, but he can definitely be. Uh, a, a solid number two possession receiver and a red zone threat. Like he We're reminds healthy. me like in the latter years of his career, he is like where Plaxico Burris was at his prime. Okay. Where Plaxico Burris was like just over jumping everybody in the red zone. I, I mean, as long as he didn't shoot himself in the leg, he should be fine. But I don't know. I, I like AJ Brown. I think AJ Brown is probably a top 10 wide receiver in the league. And he's still, his arrow is still pointing up. Yep. Um, and then obviously I had already mentioned the the one two punch, Derek Henry and Devonta Foreman. I know I know Foreman's kind of had a a shit deal, you know, fucked up his ankle in Houston and then kind of got moved around. But he looked really good when he was healthy before he got hurt. So a lot of a lot of Texans fans were pissed off to see him run so well because that's what he was expected to do when in Houston and didn't perform as well as he is in Tennessee. Yeah. And I mean, there's a lot of factors that go into right, that. But, right. Um, I don't know. Like, okay. So gun to your head, where is Aaron Rodgers suiting up next year? Uh, I don't want to believe it just to spite you, but I think Denver's <laughs> Denver's the, the place he's going to go. And if he goes, he's going into a very tough division. He's going into the AFC, which is going to be very tough for him. Uh, because he's going against higher caliber quarterbacks, in my opinion, than in the NFC. Um, I don't know. I'm sure they've already listed the teams that Denver's playing. Um, of course, he's going to be playing Patrick Mahomes twice a year. He's going to go against Justin Herbert, who continues to rise, uh, that people keep sleeping on for some reason. Derek Carr is nobody to just shoo away. Um, then you got to look if he's going to be playing against Josh Allen and um, Lamar Jackson, like, those are two. Well, I mean, you're definitely going to see those names in the playoffs. And Joe Burrow. I mean, yeah. like, he's going into a tougher div- division 
than he has in the NFC North. Um, so, yes, everybody can refer back to Peyton Manning going over to Denver and everything he did there. Um, two completely guys, both outstanding in my opinion. Uh, but can Aaron Rodgers have the same success in a harder time? Well, and you got to remember, though, Peyton Manning came into the AFC West pre-Patrick Mahomes, pre-Justin Herbert. Right. And, like, you know, basically dominated the division. I think when he played for the Broncos, they won, they he played four seasons. I want to say that he was, like, 16-2 and two against the AFC West. So, I mean, it was just a complete domination. Um, nowadays, it's going to be tough. So, out of the four teams that are considered in the running for him, Green Bay is the only one that's in the NFC. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know if he wants to come in to an AFC West and try to compete for a division. Like, in the NFC, in the, or in the NFC North, he's going to win the division. Like, that's already done. I think in Tennessee, he's going to win the division. That's already done. But for the Steelers, yeah, you got to compete with Joe Burrow. You got to compete with Lamar Jackson. So, does he want to do that? And I mean, whoever the Browns quarterback will be, you got to compete right. with that team, whatever. But I mean, do you want to do that, or do you want to go to Tennessee, where you know what? I got a hell of a running game. I'm going to win the division. So, I don't know. Like, if I was picking, just based on personnel alone, I would pick Denver because I think they have the best defense of the teams that we're talking about. Yep, and they're young, so you're going to have them for your entire. Because I, I honestly think he's only got three years left. I agree. So for those three years, that defense will be intact, if not get better, based on draft, right? So Pittsburgh isn't even close, and Tennessee might be the closest one, but I'm I'm not sure that they're as good as what Denver has on paper, right? right? But Green Bay is already where he's at. He's already winning divisions there. And then on top of that, you have uh, Lambeau Field, right? You already have one of the most hellacious home field advantages ever, right? So I don't know if that's something that he's considering, but if you put a gun to my head, I say tomorrow he signs in Green Bay. I just don't understand why he puts himself in the situation of making a decision based off the franchise tag. Now, I know – Devontae Adams has a lot to do with that, but also at the same time, he's to me, he's limiting himself, right? Because now he's kind of pressuring himself into where he has to go. Let's just say that Green Bay doesn't put the tag on him and they're willing to get rid of Devontae Adams. Is Aaron going to try to follow him wherever he goes? What if he goes to Arizona, right? There's no way Arizona is trading Kyler Murray. Well, I don't know. That's another story we'll get into. They but, could. you know, it, it's it's hard. I don't understand why he's setting a deadline like that. Now, then again, he may pull back on his word and not follow through with it, right? Um, he's not known for that, by the way. Right. So, I don't know. It, it, this whole situation is very weird. He put out cryptic or what people thought were cryptic Instagram posts where he was already announcing his leave. And what turns out he was just truly showing his appreciation for the individuals close to him in his life. So... Um, Not really sure. I I think the reason why he is kind of handcuffing himself to Devontae Adams is only because he doesn't want to screw over Devontae Adams. Right. right? So the deal is, is that I'm pretty sure Green Bay is going to offer 
they're gonna they're, they're gonna put the tag on Devonte Adams, mm-hmm. but they have until the deadline to do that, right? Correct. The deadline is four p.m. tomorrow. Yes, but he doesn't have to sign it. That's true, right? So I think the idea is he doesn't want to force Green Bay to waste their uh, franchise tag on Devonte Adams. So if he decides, hey, I'm coming back to Green Bay, then they tag Devonte Adams. Done. Everything's clean, clean and clear, right? But if he decides, hey, you know what? I'm going to go to Tennessee or, hey, I'm going to go to Pittsburgh, then he wants to leave that door open for them to franchise whoever they want because then Devontae Adams is not going to sign the uh, franchise tag. He's going to test free agency, and he's going to end up signing wherever Aaron Rodgers goes. Well, See, that's part of the reason why I'm, I'm very curious on why he's putting a deadline on it because of the fact that free agency, right, trades coming up. We, you were talking about if he stays in Green Bay, NFC North is theirs for the taking, right? Well, remember the rumors about Minnesota possibly trading for Deshaun Watson. True. We've mentioned it before. You put Deshaun Watson on Minnesota without him being uh, on probation or, or suspension, that gives Green Bay a run for their money, right? Um, not seeing where a lot of free agents go before making a decision or trades or even the draft, you know, I, I think is a bad, bad thing for him just because he may get stuck somewhere to where, oh shit, this and this is happening after I already signed here. I don't want to be here anymore. Well, and then on the flip side of that, it could be that he feels like he is more of a gravitational force than anything that any other team could do. Right. So he feels like, well, if I sign with Team A, well, that's going to make it more likely that all the free agents want to go to Team A. And then on top of that, if I sign with another team pre-draft, then they can draft players around having me on that roster. Right. Right. The, so I'm, the, I'm thinking that's his thought process. Um, that he doesn't he doesn't want to want to or he doesn't want to wait to see what direction teams are going to go. He wants to be on the team and then steer the team to that direction. But again, though, he he's kind of strong arms the teams by doing that and getting a big contract because now you're messing with their available money and who they can bring on. Well, right. So, but, I mean, if he waits till after the draft, then he's either going to have to sign for less money or just go back to Green Bay where they're already offering him $50 million. Do you think he'll take less money in Green Bay if Devontae stays? That's a good question because – he was so adamant about it not being about money. Right. But then in back channels, he was like, no, it's about money. So I don't know. That, it's going to be hard. Like, it depends on how much less it would be, right? If they told him, hey, look, we're going to sign Devontae Adams to like a three-year deal, and for him to stay on the roster, you can only take $41 million, mm. right? But then – Pittsburgh is like, nah, hey, if they trade you, trade you to us, we'll sign you for $50 million tomorrow. And at 38, with already have multiple MVPs under your belt and one Super Bowl win, like, what are you aiming for? Are you aiming for money? Are you aiming for I mean, more Super Bowls? Like, I don't know. I, what's I've his never, end game? Well, that's what I'm saying. I've never been in that situation. Never? So it's, it's. I mean, I know. It's hard to believe. but Wow. Like, I don't know what – it's weird. There's a lot of different guys in the NFL that come from different backgrounds and have different mentalities, different mindsets. I don't know 
what the end game is. I don't know what the goal is, right? Like with Tom Brady, you knew what the end goal was. With Peyton Manning, you knew what the end goal was, right? Because those guys were trying to prove, hey, you know, I can win in other places and I'm better than this and blah, 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 right? Aaron Rodgers, I don't know if he's that guy, right? Like, I don't know. Is he trying to prove that he can win the Super Bowl with another franchise and he wants to solidify his legacy and he can say, yeah, well, I couldn't win in Green Bay because the GM wouldn't help me out and blah, blah, blah. But here with another team, nobody can stop me. I don't know. Does he want to set a single season record for most touchdown passes or most passing yards? Does he want to have multiple Super Bowls and that's it? I mean, I don't know. I don't know what his end goal is because there's not really many records that he can reach. You know, like he can get one more MVP and that would tie Peyton Manning. They would have the most all time, right? That would, I mean, that's all he can really do. He could, he could beat that record. He's not going to have the most Super Bowls. No. Can't do that. Um, he could be the second quarterback to win a Super Bowl in the NFC and the AFC, yeah. right? Because Tom Brady just did that. I mean, he could be, I, I don't know. He can't have the most passing touchdowns. He can't have the most passing yards. He can do it in a single season. But I mean, what team, what team can do that? You if, know, if he, if he retires today, he's automatically guaranteed first ballot Hall of Fame. Yeah. Right. So he's already – I think at this point he's just playing to play. Well, but I mean – And yes, That's money why I think the money in. has something to do with it. But, dude, you, you've already made close to half a billion dollars. Like, right, but I mean it doesn't hurt to make $50 million a season. True. But If somebody's then, willing to pay it. All I, I know is this is – him getting a high contract at such a high age is going to ruin the market from here on That's out. That's exactly what I was about to say. I just wonder how it fucks up the market for, for quarterbacks later on. Let's just go to imagination land for a minute, and let's just say Baker Mayfield goes fucking nuts next year, right? Okay. What do you think they're going to pay him? Because he's already on the fucking line right now. If he goes out and is the best quarterback in the league – for the entire season, stats across the board. So wins he wins MVP. MVP. Okay. What What are you paying Baker Mayfield? You're You're going to get a Joe Flacco situation to where you overpay for him, right? But, yeah, but Aaron Rodgers just got a fifty million dollar contract, so Baker. Well, so I think maybe you put the Aaron Rodgers contract like in a box, like it's its own thing. But you mentioned Joe Flacco. To be fair, Joe Flacco won the team a Super Bowl, and yeah. in those. In those playoffs, he was, like, flirting with best playoff record by any quarterback ever, right? Like, that playoff run that he did was incredible. Right. I want to say he had 15 touchdown passes and two interceptions. Like, some insane numbers, right? Like, not even Joe Flacco numbers. But if if Baker Mayfield goes off and throws for 5,000 yards and 50 touchdown passes and wins MVP, you got to pay the guy. And it sucks because it's like, oh, he's done it one time. Right. Yeah. But the one time was like epic season. I mean, you got to pay him because look, the reason why I say that, and I disagree with it, but the reason why I say it is because when this draft happens in April, on the 28th of April, that Thursday night, you're going to see teams reach for a quarterback. And we we all agree. Are there any quarterbacks that are going to be in this draft that are bona fide starters they want? I, I want to say no. 
you'd be right. It, we've been shocked before, right? Right, but but just remember, because not too long ago, Blake Bortles was drafted in the first round. Who's drafted in the top five? Blake fucking Bortles, and he's horrible. We knew it was horrible when he came he, out of Central Florida. I think he, I think he went number one, didn't he? See, I I didn't want to say it because I don't remember, but I thought he was either number one or number two. Well, I know it's Jacksonville, so it's a good chance it was number one. Yeah, I mean, it, it might have been, but regardless, though, do you think that he was a number one draft pick? Like, do you think he was worth a number one pick? No. No. But, like, he still, yeah, he got Uh, got drafted number three. Yes. But he got drafted in the top five. True. And going into the combine, nobody really even, I mean, you knew who he was just because he played for uh, Central Florida, right? Right. And Central Florida around that time was playing pretty well, and they were on, like, the national radar as, you know, going undefeated or whatever. It was, like, a big ordeal. But the point is, they were a really good team in college. And then on top of that, he was, like, 6'4", 6'5", rocket arm, you know, decent-looking guy, so everybody was all over him. And then he went to the combine, and he ran well, he threw well, he measured really well, so everybody was like, this guy looks like a quarterback. He stands like a quarterback. He throws like a quarterback. He's got to be one. Let's draft him. Where is he now? I think he's playing backup for. Yeah, he was a backup in Green Bay for a little while. Yeah. He was a backup in Denver for a little while. He was a backup in L.A. for a little while. But regardless, he wasn't a quarterback. But people reach for quarterbacks because, you know, when you look at it, Peyton Manning got hurt. The team won 13 games. Then he got hurt. They won two games. Yeah. Andrew Luck. He won 12 games. He got hurt. The team won four games, right? So, I mean, this happens. But when also guys look, get, when guys get hurt, like, they put so much on the, on the quarterback's plate, you see that the quarterback is making up for all these, you know, roster inefficiencies because the quarterback is so good. And Well, I mean, you look at what happened in Green Bay whenever uh, – or not Green Bay, in uh, New England whenever Tom Brady went down and – uh, Matt Castle. Matt Castle comes in and shines, and what happens the next year? He gets a fat contract and is garbage. Yep. Right. Yeah. He um, went eleven and five and missed the playoffs. So, I don't know. This this draft is going to be interesting. Um, but that's but, that's the proof right there of why people overpay for quarterbacks. You, you well, just you know that if you have a good quarterback, you can almost guarantee ten wins. It's just it's going to ruin the market with whatever Aaron Rodgers signs, and I guess we just have to be along for the ride to keep bitching about it because uh, yeah. I'm not getting any of that money. No. Hey. Uh, so speaking of money, breaking news. Uh, the Browns have placed the franchise tag on David Njoku. Oh wow. Yeah, they said that was an expected move, but I don't, I don't get it. Well, I mean, because they just paid uh, Austin Hooper all that money when they stole him from the Atlanta Falcons. Un- unless they're going to start running a, a double tight end system to where they freaking need to with that much money tied up in those two guys, and they're both supremely talented. They both need to be on the field all the time. Well, while we're on the the subject of the Browns. Um... 
while back in February 22nd, Jarvis Landry, Jarvis Juice Landry, for those of y'all who follow him on Twitter, um, <laughs> came out and had some stuff to say, and it threw up a lot of red flags for people. Um, I'm going to try to follow it because his Twitter is like shuffled around a little bit, but it starts off. Reality behind all this, I came back to play in the best shape of my life. I got hurt week two with a high-grade MCL sprain, partial quad tear, and bone bruise, and came back way too early and ended up staying hurt the entire season. You never heard me mention anything about it. Um, Also, my media availability didn't happen because I was focused on getting on the field as healthy as possible during the week and after games. A strategic plan was set in place to be followed. I put the ball in Cleveland's court by telling them I would like to stay, but if not, then I'm confident enough in myself to be a better healthy me this year and moving forward to helping do my part in winning a championship elsewhere. So to me reading this, it sounds like he has thrown out, hey, I'm all in for y'all, but if y'all don't want me, I'm out, right? Are you picking this up in any other way? No, I mean, that that's what it sounds like. Yeah, it sounds like he sacrificed everything for the team and put his health on the line to come back and prove that, you know, he was all gung-ho for, you know. And, yeah, it's like, well, if you don't want me. So. I, I get I, – I applaud him some because he's not putting hate on Baker, which is right, super which it seems easy like, to do. Yeah, it's, and it seems like that's the uh, – that's the soup of the day. Everybody's in for that kind of stuff. But you know? he he puts it on an organization as a whole. Like we all agree, can agree, he's a is an important as important piece for that team, right? Hundred percent. And I think he would be a solid. He'd be a number one on some teams. He's a solid number two for almost every team across the board. And right now he's a, he's their number one, right? Yeah. Um, so. They need to make a decision on whether or not they want to keep him or what they're going to do with him. At the same time, though, uh, saw reports today that the Browns are looking at trying to get Andy Isabella uh, from the Cardinals in a trade. Um, hey, I'm also hearing that a lot of people are pursuing um, Christian Kirk from yes. the Arizona Cardinals. Um, shit, we're just moving around since we're on it right now. Um, the Arizona Cardinals are starting to look like a dumpster fire. Uh, we had something's earlier, going on there, and I don't know what the deal is. Earlier, we had Kyler Murray remove anything uh, Arizona Cardinals from all his social media uh, reports of him unhappy being the scapegoat uh, for the playoff loss. Um, so much stuff. Chandler Jones came out with a, a tweet last month that said, "Be a leader, not a blamer." I feel like that was a, a jab at Kyler, um, but that's also coming from a guy who almost left Arizona last year because of money situations, right? Well, and so also I'm hearing that he will not be back next season for the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Arizona be fucking up right now. Well, I think – so, yeah, on the surface, like as a fan, if you look at it and like, oh, you're not bringing back Chandler Jones. You just said last year he was like the leader of your defense. What's going on? Right. Well, I think behind the scenes, him not them not bringing back Chandler Jones, that is – a vote of confidence to their quarterback. Like, Hey, this guy's talking shit. Fuck him. We'll win without him. We don't need him. That's what I'm I don't thinking. know. It, it's tough. But um, Kyler Murray has come out and said that he wants a new deal done. So he's on his rookie contract, his third year of his rookie contract. 
He has a fourth year left. And then, you know, because he was drafted in the first round, there is a team option for a fifth, a fifth year of his rookie contract. He wants a new contract prior to the draft. So he wants a new contract here in like six weeks. Um, and it says that um, he's not requesting a trade currently, but it could be on the table if they don't get a, a contract done prior to the draft. Hmm. Yeah. Um, Kyler, you did great this year. He looked amazing. Um, but we're going to need you to pump the brakes. Okay. Well, so I feel like we live in a time where we saw what happened to RG3, right? He got injured. Reports are the team kind of forced him to come back, came back too early, ruined his career. Cam Newton hurt his shoulder. Reports were the team was kind of forcing him to come back early. He's never been the same since, right? Won an MVP in 2015, and he's never been the same. So now we have Kyler Murray, who hurt his ankle and his knee, I believe. Um, the team opted to not start him and rest him to preserve him and wait till he came back 100% and rode Colt McCoy to try to keep that, that entire team in the playoff hunt and keep their franchise quarterback healthy. I think you're right. I think he needs to pump the brakes a little bit and stop demanding from his team that, you know, they pony up and pay him some money. I think the only reason why he is eligible to get this kind of money is because they didn't rush him back. Right. I feel like if they had rushed him back and they were only concerned about winning right now, maybe he got hurt worse and now he's not even available. You know what I mean? So they had his best interest at heart at that point. He should have the team's best interest at heart at this point. But I know it's a business. I know that doesn't happen. You don't extend that type of courtesy. But being this vocal about it might be a problem. But you also got to remember a lot of people gave Kyler a lot of hate coming into the league because they said he was too short. He wasn't going to be able to do much and stuff like that. And, of course, he's proved a lot of people wrong with the success that he's had so far. Um, but also, you know, he also has the option of going to baseball. Uh, he was drafted by the Oakland A's, I believe it was. Yeah, he was drafted in the first round, number nine overall. So, I mean, if, if he's fed up and nobody – he doesn't like any of the trade offers, granted he doesn't have a no-trade clause because of a rookie contract, but, I mean, if he doesn't like something, he can always just retire and go play baseball. Um, he does have that option. I don't know. It, it's hard for me to – look at a player right now who's on a rookie contract. And unless you have come on the verge of winning or going to the Super Bowl or having an MVP season. Um, so like Joe Burrow? Oh, yeah. Like Joe Burrow, I think if he continues on the trend, now granted he just finished his second year and losing in the Super Bowl. If he continues this trend where they're a top com he's a top competitor and a top five, top ten quarterback, there's room for negotiation there. Whereas Kyler Murray – you know, trying to put this stronghold on a team this early in your career with only having – did they go to the playoffs in 2020? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think they were like 5-11. and 11. So having one playoff appearance and losing in your first time in three years, like that's it, – it's hard for me to swallow on trying to give you a, a To be good fair, contract. it's the Arizona Cardinals, right? At least the Cincinnati Bengals had that streak of making the playoffs as a wild card, like – Right. Eight years in a row or something like that. So, 
Cincinnati is a, a little different animal than Arizona. So I will give him that, but I think you're right. I think we've seen this act before where Russell Wilson on a rookie contract, the team was stacked. And then now he wasn't vocal. I'm not, I'm not trying to compare those, but once they paid Russell Wilson, you just saw that team start to decline because right. they just didn't have the money to spread around anymore. But you also look at it too, like it from the rumors that we're getting as far as possible trades and free agents leaving Arizona, like the money's going to be available, but they also have a lot of old hands on there too. Uh, saw a report this morning that they're talking about bringing back AJ Green to the team, uh, which I understand because, I mean, you need a body, but I mean, you got JJ White in football age, he's old and he's beat up. Um, we're starting to see wear and tear on DeAndre Hopkins. Yep. Um, James Conner had a good season this past year with Arizona, and he's he looking at possibly returning there too. But also, what James Conner are we going to get? Because we we saw that in Pittsburgh where he had one good season, and then he kind of fell off a little bit as years progressed, right? Yeah. So, um, I don't know. It, it, it's hard. I'm going to say if y'all can't come to money terms, go ahead and get the best deals y'all can because I guarantee you there's some dumb – owners out there and GMs that are going to throw stupid trade picks and stupid players and money to get Kyler Murray and regret it later. Right. Oh, no, Um, I agree. Like I said, these GMs and these teams, they fall in love with quarterbacks and they realize having a good quarterback is better than having a good, almost anything else. So you're right. Uh, I mean, there have been several trade offers for several different quarterbacks this off season. Um, I mean, obviously Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson were in the news. Kyler Murray's been in the news a little bit. Um, one one trade that you probably maybe didn't hear about. Um, did you know that there was a trade offer put in for Patrick Mahomes? No. Who? What team would you think put in an offer for Patrick Mahomes? Tampa Bay. No, it was the Washington Commanders. The Commies. Dude, if there was ever a time to shoot your shot and go for the hottest girl at the party, the commanders did it, man. Um, They said the story was they offered uh, multiple first-round picks for Patrick Mahomes, and uh, apparently the Kansas City front office, they treated it as a prank phone call. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't think they were serious, but I don't know. Like, So I know like I'm poking fun at the commanders and whatever, but I think this shows how aggressive that front office is. Like, why not, man? You'll, you're not going to know what they really think unless you ask. So, so the, the com- give it a shot, man. The commanders are in the news a lot right now because, like you mentioned, they're trying to get Patrick Mahomes. They're now on the table for trying to get Deshaun Watson. Um, yeah, and I, I hear they've actually made a, a very serious offer to Seattle for Russell Wilson. Yeah, uh, so, Seattle actually turned down their first offer that had multiple first-round picks. Um, the Commanders are doing everything they can because they, like you've said many times, they feel like that they're a quarterback away from being a winning team. That defense, um, the front seven of that defense, is fucking phenomenal. But see, that's the problem. A lot of those trades, I guarantee you, have uh, Chase Young in them because they opened up the offseason with saying that they are open to trade Chase Young, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think I, based on what we've seen in the NFL, that people like Chase Young, people that play that position, they're not necessarily a foundation piece. They're more of a like icing type piece. So, I mean, that's 
they'll win you a Super Bowl, but they can't win you a Super Bowl on your own. You've got to have other pieces in place, and then that's like the crowning piece on top that gives you the ring. Well, you also look at it. Washington, I want to say, in the other than last year, the first the their first five picks this uh, previous drafts were all defensive line. Um, or defensive uh, players, and all of them were studs, too. Yeah, they've done really well drafting defensively. That is 100% oh, sure. Um, with Deshaun Watson, Carolina has resurfaced again as a potential team to trade for him. And again, resurfacing, Philadelphia has sent investigators to Houston to look into the Deshaun Watson case and talk to his lawyer. Uh, we're supposed to be hearing about a hearing with Deshaun Watson sometime at the beginning of April. Uh, to where he's finally going to speak to the accusing lawyer or the accusing women's lawyer. Okay. I, I can't even think of the terms right now. Um, but so more more and more teams are opening up for Deshaun Watson. We've heard rumors of Jimmy G being traded uh, throughout the whole time. He's having shoulder surgery or elbow surgery. Shoulder, yeah. Uh, so wonder if that's having any effect on his trade value. Um, since we're on Jimmy G and they're talking about trading him, let's just go ahead and throw the whole theory of Tom Brady going to San Francisco out the window. Cause I don't see that happening. Do you see Trey Lance just being their starter day one or do they go? Yeah, ahead and trade I, for I think he has to be, I think as much draft capital as they gave up to get into that spot to draft him, he's the guy. Um, and I know a lot of people are like, Oh my God, what if Jimmy G wins the Super Bowl? Blah, blah, blah. I think even if the 49ers had won the Super Bowl. Jimmy G would still be out and Trey Lance would still be your guy. Um, if you remember, they won a playoff game and what Garoppolo threw four passes. Is that right? Yeah. So, I mean, you really don't need the guy. So I'm thinking he's going to go to a team uh, like Houston, or he's going to go to a team like Jacksonville, or he's going to go to a team like to actually start. He, I guess he could start in Tampa Bay. I don't know. Um, I don't think Washington really wants to reach out for a guy like that. Um, but he won't be traded for, I don't think, until after the draft. I think a lot of teams that either miss out on a quarterback in the draft, really, actually, now that I say that out loud, I think a team that drafts a quarterback in the first round this year would be a team that would trade for Jimmy Garoppolo because – I don't think he's going to command a high lot, a high high amount of value. The the market seems very thin for him because he's not like your top notch. You know, he's not an Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray type guy. He's a serviceable backup for a guy that you're trying to groom, or he is a guy who comes in and is a stopgap until you can draft a quarterback next season i think the draft cap or the draft stock next year for quarterbacks is a lot higher and so you know if you can get a guy like jimmy garoppolo for three seasons and then draft your guy next year and he plays under jimmy garoppolo he he learns how to be a professional while there's no pressure on him so i don't know tampa bay makes sense um carolina makes sense i can see him in new orleans New Orleans makes sense because they're over the cap, right? Um, if they, I don't know if they're going to re-sign Jameis. I don't know how that whole contract works with Taysom Hill. I don't know they about all about, that part. I've seen reports of them trying to get Teddy Bridgewater back. I've heard that too. Um, Teddy Bridgewater is a free agent. 
Um, I've heard rumors that somewhere in the GM world of the Broncos, he's actually considering re-signing Teddy Bridgewater. But the problem is Bridgewater's asking for like $42 million a season or some insane, some insane, unrealistic number. So I don't know. I, I don't know. But if I, if I had a pick, if, if I'm picking between Teddy Bridgewater and Jimmy Garoppolo, I hate Jimmy Garoppolo, but I'm probably going to pick Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> I can't stand um, the guy, but I feel like he would be the guy I would pick. So we, we, we've got to move on with more quarterback talk. Um, a while back on our Facebook page, I put up a picture of three quarterbacks. Okay. And, and asked, which of these three do you feel would become the next starting quarterback for a new team? And the picks were Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota, and Trubisky. Okay. There have already been rumors going out that multiple teams have been looking at Mitchell Trubisky and are looking to make him a starting quarterback for their team and offering him somewhere around a $12 million contract a year, like a uh, which deal. to me, I think is a good safe deal. Yeah. Um, but out of those three, who do you see being a starter next season? I mean, I I could see it where all three of them are starters. It just depends on the franchise, right? If if you're New Orleans, right, you probably want Jameis because he's already familiar with your system. He was your quarterback for most of the year last year. New head coach. Yeah, and but if you're a new head coach, though, are you drafting one of these quarterbacks? I don't think so. No. Especially not when your team is so far over the cap. So I could see Jameis starting there. Um, Trubisky, obviously he's not going to stay in Buffalo forever because he wants to play. And Josh Allen is clearly the dude. So I could see – so Carolina needs a quarterback. I think that's just a given, and I'm going to continue to say there are teams that are going to reach for quarterbacks in this draft. I just don't think that any of these quarterbacks are any good. But Carolina could draft a quarterback, and they could sign Mitchell Trubisky to a cheap deal, and then they could have those two guys battle it out in camp. I mean, we've seen that before where, uh, like Seattle, a long time ago, they drafted Russell Wilson – but they also signed Matt Flynn to a contract and then they let it be an open competition. Russell Wilson beat him out and the rest is history. So, and Russell Wilson was not somebody that was drafted in the first round. So it could happen, right? You could draft one of these quarterbacks in the first round, have them come in and compete with Mitchell Trubisky and just have the best guy win. So out of those three, do you see Trubisky being the best of the three? I mean, no, I lean towards Jameis Winston being the best one of the three. Wow. Um, but I say that because I've seen him throw for 4,500 yards and 30 touchdowns. Clearly, he had 30 interceptions. 30 interceptions. To go, but, I, but my point is, though, is that he can do it, right? He has that ability. The, the decision-making is something that you can coach, right? Now, the other part, throwing for 4,500 yards, kind of hard to coach that. Right. But coaching, hey, you know what? This guy's not open. We're not going to do this. We're going to read these defenses better. That's coachable. You put him with the right quarterbacks coach, he could do it. Um, so talent-wise, 
I think talent-wise, Jameis Winston is better than the other two. But if you're asking me, if, if let's just use Carolina as the example because they clearly don't have a quarterback. Or okay, no, let's look at Denver. Put Denver doesn't have a quarterback, right? Drew Locke right now is their only quarterback on the roster besides Brett right, uh, Rippin, and I don't think they're going to let him start. So let's scrub all the quarterbacks, and you only can have these three play for that team. I'm going to pick Marcus Mariota. So, and I pick Marcus Mariota because I feel like he's mobile in the pocket. I feel like he has a strong enough arm, but he's also supremely talented with the football in his hands. And I feel like that's a team that would allow him to be himself, but then also surrounds him with playmakers. So we've talked about it in great detail. But the wide receivers there are really good from number one to number four, right? Noah Fant is a top 10 tight end in the league. And then you have uh, Javante Williams, who made more people miss in the league last year than any other running back. Yep. Um, So that and the GM has made it pretty clear that he's going to try to re-sign Melvin Gordon. So I think the offense is stacked. We know where the defense is. The defense only got better down the stretch. That's a really good team. So I feel like with all three of those guys being an option, I would pick Marcus Mariota because he's smart with the football. He maneuvers himself in the pocket and he can make things happen with his feet. So it de- to me, it depends on the franchise, but all three of those guys clearly can start in the NFL. I, I will agree with you. I think Marcus Mariota is for me, the one that stands out the most. And I'm, I'm looking at the team list right now on who needs quarterbacks. And one that sticks out to me to where I think Marcus Mariota would be a, a good fit is Pittsburgh. I think you put them in Pittsburgh. They're not winning the division or winning Super Bowls, but I think he benefits the team more than uh, Mason Rudolph or Dwayne Haskins. I think, I think in Pittsburgh, Marcus Mariota could play like, like Mark Sanchez played with the Jets when they were good. He can come in. He can kind of solidify the offense. They want to run the ball anyway in Pittsburgh. Right. He is a, a good quarterback to want to commit to the run. Um, I just I feel like Jameis wants to throw it a lot. Pittsburgh is not a team that likes to throw it a lot. Right. Um, New Orleans, I think, is a team that likes to throw it a lot. Um, Carolina is hit or miss. I mean, they, I think they want to run a balanced attack especially if they have a healthy Christian McCaffrey. They want to run the ball probably more. Um, I think Trubisky could do well in in Carolina. Um, Carolina think, or Washington, I think Trubisky would be okay in. I think he would burn down a lot of competition in Washington. If, he was, if Mitchell Trubisky became the starting quarterback in Washington, it would revitalize his entire career. You're not he, wrong. I think he would challenge immediately. He would challenge the Cowboys for that division because that team is that good. Him and Scary Terry, and if you can if you can get Trubisky for cheap and not lose Chase Young, I think that's the plan, right? You don't want to lose anything, and you want to improve the quarterback position. And I think Mitchell Trubisky does that. Yeah. I mean, Mariota would be good there too, in in Washington. I don't think that's a fit for Jameis because I think. Like I still think Jameis wants to throw it. If if you put Jameis Winston in Indianapolis, I think that's a winning team. Yeah. Well, th- that that brings in another quarterback on hand is Carson Wentz. Real quick, where do you think he ends up? 
I think he ends up as a backup somewhere. Um, could you see him be a backup in San Francisco? No. Okay, what about uh, Chargers? Yeah, he could be a backup there. He could be a backup for Kansas City. He could be a backup. You know, he needs to be a backup though for somewhere that's like completely established. New England. Uh, I don't know if you would want to go there, but I mean, I mean, yeah, he could be. I'm trying to think, like, where? It'd be crazy if he did go to San Francisco, and then it's two former North Dakota State quarterbacks together, and he's behind the guy he used to start over. Right. That would be weird. Um, Miami. He could, come, he could come to Houston. Uh, Houston's dumb enough to make him a starter. No, I'm just what I'm saying. Like he could start in Houston. There's nobody else here. I don't know the the way Lovey Smith has been talking about how much he admires Davis Mills. I feel like they, they they're set for him to be the starter this entire season. But I I think he has to. I think Lovey is a guy who doesn't like to rock the boat. He doesn't want to stir the pot. He's going to stand behind his guys. You know, I, I think his back's against the wall there. He just knows that he can't say anything bad about Davis Mills because that's the guy. Yeah. So, um, I mean, but is Carson Wentz an upgrade over Davis Mills? Yeah, I think so. But is he somebody that you have to worry about, you know, he's going to come in and light the world on fire? No, because the franchise is just that bad. Yep. So, is he good enough to show that you're trying for a while, yeah, I think he's okay there. Yeah, but th- they have to put on the mirage that they're trying when, in fact, they're trying to continue to get number one picks. Right? But it, and it hasn't helped them in the least. Well, I mean, you, you look at some of their first rounds. They had some good ones. Andre Johnson, DeAndre Hopkins, J.J. Water, just three right out the gate. Deshaun Watson for the right, moment. But with all of those guys, how many championships they got? Goose egg. Right. I, I can tell you they got plenty of uh, wild card banners hanging up in the uh, right, but they RG. haven't even made it to the AFC Championship game, right? That's like true. that's that, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, okay, they've had some individual success, and those guys clearly are studs. Like, I don't know if Andre, Andre Johnson is a Hall of Famer. I don't know. I don't want to argue about that, but obviously, he was the best wide receiver that the Texans ever had. DeAndre Hopkins is right up there. JJ Watt is a Hall of Famer. So, I mean, those guys clearly are individually great but as a team they just didn't do anything with those guys right so you know yeah drafting those guys success is successful but you didn't do anything around them and it's just you wasted those guys careers well new gm for i say new gm it's second year so yeah we will see we have a lot of football stuff that's coming up i can't wait um, like you said, franchise tag deadlines tomorrow at 4 p.m. Uh, we got the draft coming up. Mentioned it earlier, we got the USFL starting up in April, so football is going to continue on. Um, we're going to have a lot to talk about. And if there's something we missed that y'all want to talk about, you know, make sure you comment below. Uh, DM us, mention us on Facebook, whatever, tag us to it, and we'll try to get to it. I'm just I'm reading a report right now saying that the Rams could pay Matthew Stafford forty five million dollars per year. Oh. I mean he won the Super Bowl. They traded for him, they gave up all those picks, and they won the Super Bowl. They gotta stick with their guy, I guess. Well. 
Yeah, yeah, next time, next show, we need to we need to hit on this baseball debacle that makes absolutely no fucking sense. Absolutely. What what's the day counter on? What are we on? Day day one hundred. One hundred of the lockout. I was at my kids' uh, baseball practice the other day, and I heard somebody swing a wooden bat, and I instantly got hard just because I was like, "Oh fuck, baseball!" Dude, I know, right? Like, it's weird. Like, it's my kids. I love my kids to death, but tonight is the first legitimate baseball game for our little team, and it makes me mad that this is the only baseball that I can watch. Look, and like I said, I love my kids. And I want to support everything they do, but watching 9U baseball is not Major League Baseball. I'm really missing it. You can watch college ball. Yeah, college is okay. Um, I think there's too many pompous assholes in college. I I mean, not to say that there's not in Major League Baseball, but I don't know, man. Just the, the cockiness in college baseball is just really weird. So... I don't know, but yeah, I guess I can watch that. I just, I prefer major league baseball over college baseball. I don't like the aluminum bats as much. I understand. I'm with you on that. (sighs) Well, the next time you sign up for your colonoscopy, make sure to mention to them that you want to want to be athletes talk sports playing in the loudspeaker while they're rooting around in your ass. Well, the next time that you're at a uh, funeral of a long lost forgotten friend and they decide to put her in a crop top and you're trying to squeeze her dead melons, um, whisper over to uh, some of them pallbearers and be like, hey, do you want to be athletes talk sports? Hit them up. I don't know where the fuck I was going with that. I was like, you're going to grope a dead girl? What the fuck? Hey, people have done weirder shit. This is true. Um, guys we appreciate each and every one of y'all for listening tuning in following us don't forget to like and share this episode uh as always this is to want to be athletes talk sports i'm ed i'm zach we'll see you next time assholes always a good